What is up, everybody? This is Sports on the Brain, and I am your humble host, Michael. And this is the place to get your New York sports straight up and honest. And this week, we are going to be talking hockey. Rangers opening up against the Capitals. We've got the Knicks opening up against the Celtics next week. And we are going to talk, of course, some New York football. And the boys from Nothing Snooty, Matt and Steve, We'll be back again for our NFC East roundtable, and it's going to be, uh, let me say, very interesting. You guys are not going to want to miss it. And also, you guys know I don't like the Nets, but we've got some Kyrie Irving stuff to talk about. going to be interesting. So strap in and let us get it on. There is a button that you got to push to subscribe, to follow. Hit that button now. Yeah. Thank you very much. I don't even need to bring up the score because I'm sure it'll come up later on during our NFC East roundtable. But the Giants didn't do so good against the Cowboys this past weekend. Um, It was bad enough losing to the Cowboys, but the thing I want to talk about real quick right now is the the two huge. I mean, we had multiple injuries across the board, but really the two major, major injuries and the concerns right now that we're looking at with the Giants are obviously Daniel Jones, a quarterback, and Saquon Barkley at running back. And everyone's talking about it. It's no no new news. So we don't know what's going to happen. Um, right now, Daniel Jones has got to get through concussion protocol before he can get cleared to play. And that's different for each person. I mean, he could be cleared maybe to play this weekend. I find that highly unlikely, you know, coming up against the Rams. I know uh, we'd love to have him back, but, you know, you've got you've to gotta be careful with these things. And at the same time, too, this could stretch out for a while. It depends on how he's going to respond, how that brain and that was bounced around in his head is going to respond and how long it takes him to get through concussion protocol. So we don't know how long we're going to be without Daniel Jones, but I'd have to think that he's not playing this weekend. I could be wrong. I mean, maybe he does play. That would be great, but we'll see. That's the most important thing is he's got to be healthy because up until this point, Daniel Jones has had a pretty good year. I think he's looked good. I think he looks like what could be our franchise quarterback, but you know, we'll see what happens. This is kind of a, a bit of a sketchy time. The next um, issue, and this is something that has been debated for years now. Um, you know, you take you take a running back with the number two pick. It better be the next coming of, you know, Walter Payton. But it's not. And nowadays, you know, people always question, you know, why would you spend a number two pick on a running back when you can get running backs up and down the draft? And that's what most teams do. The Giants, our Giants did not. So we took we took uh, Saquon with the number two pick. And in his rookie year, I mean, he looked like the real deal. I mean, he does. He still does. I mean, he shows you why he was drafted so high. But the thing that has kind of attached itself to Saquon and it was last season, and now it's this weekend, this past weekend, is is injuries. So Saquon now, after coming off a massive 
knee injury and he came back and we started seeing him look really, really good. Like, wow, this is Saquon of old. But just when we're getting there, he gets a looked really bad. I mean, when you look at the when you look at the uh, the the video, I I thought he broke his ankle. I mean, I thought it was something really really uh, catastrophic. But as it turns out, X ray is negative, uh, quote unquote low ankle sprain. And you know the whole cliche. Well, sometimes a sprain is worse than a break. I guess we'll see. He's shown himself to be a pretty quick healer. So maybe he comes back in a couple of weeks. You know, they're saying two to four weeks, but who knows? These things could take six weeks. It could take eight weeks. He, you know, he could be compromised for the rest of the season. And, you know, that leads us to a really, really big issue. And it's something that we're going to be talking about throughout the season and into the offseason, depending on what happens is um, – you know, what What can we expect from Saquon Barkley? I love him. I love Saquon. I really do. I love watching him play. I mean, if he's 100% healthy, he is as dangerous a running back in the league today, easily. But he hasn't been able to stay healthy, you know, and you start to wonder. Some dudes are injury prone, you know. I'm not saying that he is. But, you know, the past three years, he's had some kind of injury. He has missed significant time during the seasons. And, uh, you know, if, if he's not available, I mean, I, I understand. I mean, that we, we play in the league now with their 17 games, and you can't always expect every, everyone to play all 17 games, but you at least got to come close. You know, Herm Edwards always said the best ability is availability, and it's true. It's true. I mean, if you have a running back or any player and they're available half the time or you or, or you start to almost start to pencil in that they're going to be injured and they're going to be missing significant time, um, what do you do? I mean, you can't necessarily rely on that player to be there. So how do you game plan? How do you move forward? You know, nowadays, and it's it's not a bad idea. Of course it's not. I mean, you you know you run with a stable of backs. I mean, you've got two, three backs rotating in and out. You know, you might have that one stud back who's your lead dog, but you've got to be able to spell him. I mean, I I, I don't think you can necessarily think that you're going to give somebody, you know, thirty carries, thirty five carries a game over the course of a season in today's league with the size and the speed and the strength that's flying all over the field. It would just, it would be incredibly unwise to do that. So, you know, I I don't I don't know what's going to happen. I'd love to hear what you guys think, but you know, my main concern, my main thought process right now is let's get Daniel Jones healthy. I think this kid is sticking around. You know, I really, really do. I I, I think that he has shown us enough this season that says. This kid can do it. You know, this kid can do it. He can throw. He's accurate. He's got a great arm. He's got fantastic mobility. He seems super cool under pressure. And um, listen, he he got injured, um, you know, basically being a physical dude. I mean, he wanted, I'm sure, 
you know, we're down on the goal line and he's putting his head down. And I mean, he ran somebody over the other week for a touchdown. And that was, I think, a linebacker or defensive lineman. Um, so he figured, well, let me go for it again. Well, this time it just didn't work out that well. And I think we've got to be smarter going forward. But the kid's got guts. You can't fault him for that. You really can't. Um, sometimes, you know, you it gets the best of you. But I would rather have a quarterback that's got a set on him, that's going to be a leader, you know, and that is going to command the respect but not of just that offensive huddle, but the entire locker room. And I think Daniel Jones has shown us that he can do that. So let's get him healthy. I mean, this season is already, you know, it's on the edge of the toilet. You know, it, I, I, don't, I don't enjoy it, but in football, I mean, you know, you go one in five, I mean, there's not really much coming back from that, especially in, in, in with the teams that are out there today. It, it just seems that it's very, very difficult. And, you know, it pains me to say, but, you know, Dallas right now, you know, has seems like they have a hold on the division. Now, I don't think I, I personally don't think that Dallas is going to go far in the playoffs. You know, I, I just think that with the teams that are out there right now, you know, like the Rams and the Cardinals, you know, and just, you know, you know, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, you know, I don't think the Cowboys are getting through any of those guys. And on a personal note, I really hope they don't. I hope they fall on their face as they often do going into the playoffs. But we'll see. I mean, we'll see. They look pretty good so far. It sucks to say it, but they do. So. What we need to do, I think, the Giants, is need to get the house in order and figure out what we're going to be doing for the rest of this season and then going forward. I hate talking about next season so early in this season, but we've got to figure out and take care of the quarterback. And then we're going to have to figure out what we're going to do about Saquon because, as like I said before, I love the kid, but are you going to extend him? Are you going to give him 15 or $20 million a year on a long-term deal? I, I just don't, I just don't see how you could do that. You know, I, I just don't, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do, how they're going to figure it out. Um, and there's a very good chance we're going to have another general manager next year as well. So we'll see. I'm still a believer in Joe judge. You know, I, I really am. And we've, we've shown some flashes. I mean, Kadarius, Tony, uh, Looks like the human joystick, you know, kind of a knucklehead play at the end with the punch. I mean, who punches somebody else in the helmet it's in football? It doesn't make any sense. But I love the talent, you know, and he's a rookie. Hopefully he'll grow from this. Um, you know, Andrew Thomas was coming back at left tackle. He was playing well, but, you know, a no-show with an injury this week. So that's kind of tough. And our defense is not been playing the way that we were anticipating our defense to play. But like I said, I'm sure we'll talk about this some more, but – you know, that's just kind of my take with the Giants this week. You know, get Daniel Jones healthy, you know, and, you know, I hope Saquon can heal up really quick like he did before because I would really, really like to see him come back. But I don't know what we are going to be doing with this running back situation going ahead. And uh, this game coming up against the Rams, if there is no – DJ and no Saquon and the defense is playing the way that it's going to be been playing. It could be another ugly week. I'm going to think positive and think that we bounce back and heroes rise. 
but we'll see. You never know. But no, never, never give up hope. Drama in New York City basketball. And it's not the Knicks. I love it. Listen to this. So, you know I'm a Knicks fan. I bleed orange and blue, and I am really super excited about this upcoming season. I haven't been excited for a Knicks season in a long time, and I've been rooting for the Knicks since before Patrick Ewing. So I can absolutely appreciate the good days and appreciate how much the Knicks have stunk it up for the past, gosh darn it, like what, 15 years? 20 years no fun no fun at all but that being said i think the new york knicks are back and we are going to be having a preview probably gonna do a bonus episode Not those bonus episodes man we're gonna talk new york knicks and i'm gonna have a special guest come in here and talk with us who knows almost as much about the knicks as i do he's a smart guy but so we're going to talk Knicks. They're opening up against the Celtics uh, next week at the Garden next Wednesday, and it should be a uh, should be a. I think it's next Wednesday. It's next week. Um, but uh, yeah, it should be a really really uh, exciting season. I think we got a lot of things going on. But the thing to talk about this week in New York basketball, and uh, like I said before, I'm not a Brooklyn Nets fan. I mean, I don't like them. Don't root for KD. Um, don't like the Barclays Center. Nothing like that. So I have nothing good to say about the Nets, except, and I, I have to be honest with this, um, I remember when Kyrie Irving was a free agent and everyone thought that maybe he was going to come to the Knicks. And I have to be honest, I was one of the people that said, no, I do not want this dude on my team. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's no doubt about, his his skill as a basketball player as a point guard i mean he may handle the rock better than any point guard that i can remember including alan iverson i mean he he has that thing on a yo-yo and it's it, it's an amazing thing to watch but at the same time too he's got all kinds of other stuff kind of going on up in his head and you know this is not any disrespect i have a Mental health is a huge thing in life in general, and it's finally something that people are talking about in sports world, too. And I'm not saying that he's got any mental health issues, but if he doesn't, something's going on because that dude is a bit flaky. And you can't always, you know, consistently rely on him to be available. And he kind of does his own thing. He, you know, he does his thing. And what's going on right now? is uh you know we're dealing with this whole covid nonsense and these mandates and you know you got to get the got to get the jab and you've got to do this and you got to do that if you want to play and in this city if you don't have the if you don't got the shot you don't got the vaccine you can't play blah 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 well new york city is one of those cities that you have to have the vaccine and you've got to be you know it's a mandate if, if, if you want to go to the garden or barclays center you've got to have a vaccine and if you're playing You've got to get the jab. And for everyone out there that's living in New York, you guys are living this life. You know, in this situation, thankfully, I am not living in the city anymore. So I don't have to kind of deal with that insanity and nonsense. But Kyrie Irving 
is um he's doing his thing again and he has to this point refused to get the vaccine he hasn't given any reason why and he doesn't have to i mean that's his personal that's his personal uh medical decisions you know he doesn't have to share it i mean he can but it's no one's business really he's chosen not to get the vaccine right now and you know the nets were hopeful that he was going to be able to that he was eventually going to get the vaccine and that he'd be able to play uh and then there was talk of like well if he doesn't get the vaccine he can't play in new york but he can play on the road except like i think california or san francisco or something so they would get him for road games and now as it just turns out the nets released a statement saying that until he is fully vaccinated and complies with the mandates that the NBA and New York City and the government and everyone have essentially uh, thrown in people's faces, he can't play. He's not going to play at home. He's not going to play on the road, and he will not get paid for the missed home games. Um, the kicker is, is that uh, since it's their decision, he would still have to get paid for the road games even though he's not playing. So – as of right now, the Nets do not have Kyrie Irving, who is a integral piece of their championship hopes. Now, with KD and Harden, I mean, they've still got a squad, but, you know, it's not the same squad without Kyrie. And you know what? In the NBA and in sports, you have a lot of Fugazi guys out there that think that they're uh, – they speak for everybody, whether they're social justice warriors or they know everything like LeBron James, you know, do as I say, not as I do. I, you know, listen to what I have to say, because you know what? I'm the smartest dude in the planet. and I'm going to stand up and do the right thing, you know, but that's a lot of times. That's just a lot of talk. That's a lot of BS. Kyrie, once again, not a fan. Um, Kyrie is actually the only cat that is standing up for what he believes in and is not going to comply as of now. Maybe this time next week he's changed his mind. Something tells me that he's not going to. And he's willing to put his money where his mouth is. This is going to cost him a lot of money. Now, that being said, he's owed about 38 or $40 million this year. So if he misses half the check, he's still getting 19 I think he'll still be able to pay his mortgage. But, you know, he is willing to give up a lot of money. And who knows? I mean, this, you know, he might, he, maybe he retires, you know. So I'm in this sense, as far as from a personal point of view and as far as a freedom point of view, uh, I'm rooting for Kyrie Irving. I hope he sticks to, I hope he sticks to it. Um, I will support him and anybody else that decides that they want to do what's in their best interest as far as their medical health goes and not what someone else is telling them to do. You know, and I know a lot of you guys and girls out there might have different opinions on it. I'd love to hear it. You know, I'm sure a lot of you guys that, that are listening already have the vaccine and some do not. It's a big issue. And, you know, it's, and it's part of sports. That's why we're talking about it right now. It's embedded in sports, and this is a huge, huge story, and it's a huge New York sports story. So it's going to be interesting as to what happens going forward. Um, <laughs> I have to be honest, too. It's kind of nice that the uh, the soap opera and the drama is kind of surrounding the Nets and not the Knicks. And uh, so we'll talk more about this on our preseason or pre 
season opening uh, bonus show. And uh, we'll have a lot to talk about throughout the season. But as of right now, Kyrie Irving is not going to be playing basketball for the Nets because of the jab. So um, on this one, man, I'm with you, Kyrie. Those wackadoo fellas from Nothing Snooty are in the house. Listen up. Have you already uh, introduced us? Not yet. Oh. Everybody, Matt and Steve, the boys from Nothing Snooty are back. How you guys doing today? Uh, I'm doing just fine. Um, y- you are a man of your word. Oh, we'll get into that later. I guess Stevie wants to say hi. Hi. Okay. So we'll get into that later i guess why we're actually here and you invited us back i guess you're a man of your word and i've eaten crow a lot in my life um i usually use it for you know i i I turn it around for entertainment purposes like if i was to eat crow i'm gonna use it as okay how can I make this as entertaining as possible? You know, so I really didn't... When I ate crow, it was, you know, really not that serious. You know, or I, I didn't let it become that serious. But I, I assume, you know, why we're here again is because you, in fact, want uh, me to witness you eat crow. And... Mm, no. Okay. You guys are back because you guys are awesome. People are clamoring for more Nothing Snooty. They find you incredibly entertaining, informative. And uh, yeah, it was a painful week as far as eating crow. I was a little off with my prediction last week. and Well, I mean, like I told you before, I was off on my prediction. So, you know, I said 33. It actually ended up being like 45. So I think it was 44. Was it 44? I think it was 44. Whatever. Three points off. All right. Here or there. Less or more. It doesn't matter. What did I say? 45? You said 44. I apologize. Uh, I hate that, you know, you guys sustained three injuries. Was it three? At least, yeah. Yeah, I hate that, man. You don't want to see anybody get hurt. I mean... You know, a dad got hurt last year. Um, it I, sucks. I felt bad. I felt bad. I felt bad for Dak last year. I did year. too, man. Everybody, everybody felt bad for Dak. So yeah, man, you don't want to see that, man. I mean, it's at the end of the day. I mean, it's a game, right? You don't want to see anybody's bones coming out of their skin, or you know. Anyway, well, that being said, um. Did you ever see Pedro Martinez throw Don Zimmer to the ground? Yeah, I did. Okay. So this game reminded me of the time Don Zimmer, that would be the Giants, 
came out of the dugout and actually stuck his hands up to Pedro Martinez's face. And I, I think Pedro was defending himself. Again, I'm a quote-unquote Yankees fan, but I think Pedro was defending himself. But anyway, so Pedro Martinez took his hands away from his face and kind of shoved him out of the way, you know, effortlessly. This is what this game reminded me of. The Giants came out of their dugout, representative of Don Zimmer, and tried to charge a probably late 20s, mid-20s young man, um, a lot less brittle than him, and threw him to the ground. You know what I mean? Just kind of, yeah, okay, shoved him out of the way. This is what this game reminded me of. So it, w- it was kind of like, <clears throat> so in my recollection, uh, it was Pedro, who I love Pedro as a pitcher. He played mm-hmm. for the Mets. I think he's a fantastic pitcher. But at that moment, Pedro throwing Don Zimmer on the floor was kind of like, he was just being, he's kind of a punk, right? That was kind of a punkish thing to do. Pedro Martinez to throw an old guy on the floor. So it's kind of like it's a cheap shot. I used to think that, but after after reviewing the footage uh probably about two days ago, I no, I don't I no longer think that, man. I if you if you notice that video, Don Zimmer put his hands up. It was I don't want to say, oh, he swung on him because he's so old. He didn't really swing. He kind of like because he can't hook, you know what I mean? Like his hands just went up, but they did. I mean, they did go for Pedro's face, man. He he defended himself. So, <clears throat> so, so the Giants are Don Zimmer and the Cowboys Pedro. So Pedro cheap shot artist, right? And you know he kind of, he basically he cheap shots Don Zimmer, kind of like the way that we got like that head to head helmet to helmet contact oh when you guys take out Daniel Jones. Daniel right. Jones put his head down. He put his head he put his head down. Yep. And you know what? Right. He put his head down. And I wouldn't have called a penalty, but in today's National Football League, it should have been helmet to helmet, right? So you'd have to think on about Daniel Jones? No, no. On, on on the Cowboys, of course. But Daniel Jones is the one that let in first. But you know, he's a quarterback. They don't they don't, you know, you can't hit a quarterback in the head with with your helmet. Uh, so so I guess okay. what I'm saying okay. is is that since the final score as painful it is to look at a blowout by the Cowboys, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, if, you know, and this is what it could have, should have, but if the Cowboys had not cheap shot at Daniel Jones and put him out of the game and then intentionally stepped on and twisted Saquon Barkley's ankle and put him out of the game, then, you know, for a long point, up until the last two minutes of the first half, it's a 10-10 game. You have Daniel Jones in there and Saquon Barkley, you know, it's definitely not the same game. Now, can't do anything about it. You know, you can't cry over, what is it, spilled milk or tears and beers and stuff like that. But that being said, injuries are a part of the game, and I am here to take my big, fat, stinky, rotten carcass of crow, take a bite out of it. But that being said without trying to sound like somebody who's making excuses, I think that if we would have had a full complement of Andrew 
Thomas at left tackle, Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, not even including our two starting wideouts, I think the game is significantly more competitive. Now, do the Giants win that game? Maybe not. You know, maybe they don't win the game. But in defense of my Giants, I think that we could have put up a much, much different battle with a full complement of players. So I do tip my hat to the Cowboys. You called it out last week. You said that they were going to beat down the Giants, and the final score shows a beatdown. But that being said, I know there are no moral victories, but I do believe that without the injuries that we suffered at virtually the three most major key positions, you're talking about quarterback, you're talking about running back, and your left tackle, all gone. You know, our back quarterback, Mike Lennon, eh. You know, Devontae Booker, backup running back, eh. Nate Solder moving to left tackle. He he can't even play left tackle anymore. So, you know, the Giants hung in there as best they could. They took a beating. Uh, the highlight for me was Kadarius Toney, rookie, getting 189 yards before he uh, did one of the smartest things you could possibly do is punch another football player in the helmet with your hand. That's really bright. But... There were some bright spots. Uh, I don't believe necessarily in moral victories, and I do give the Cowboys credit. They look like the best team in the division right now, and uh, you know the Redskins, the Giants, and Philadelphia right now are just trying to figure out how they are going to try to make a race out of it. So, so we're sitting here. The three of us are sitting here, guys. <clears throat> that you guys are listening. We're here in a studio. And Stevie and I are, well, I guess it's actually apropos. We're on one side of the table. This is like the good side of the table. And Matt is on the other side of the table by himself. It's kind of like the, the dark side. And so I'd love to get your thoughts, Stevie, on the division itself and what you do think about the Cowboys and their, uh, you know, their division uh, prospects. Well, right now, um, I mean, the division is theirs to lose, judging by the way, um, I guess, Philly won this, this weekend. But, yeah, Cowboys are playing good. Uh, yeah, we got a lot to figure out. The, the biggest thing that frustrates me is uh, Ron Rivera's postgame comments and the, the, the following day comments when he kind of jumps on the media about asking, you know, what all of us fans are thinking, which is what are we going to change? And his response is basically – He's not interested in changing anything. And, uh, you know, I guess if you're okay with sucking, uh, <laughs> then that's a valid response. But uh, when, you're, when you're in charge of, uh, uh, of whether or not an organization is successful or not, and you put out that type of performance on, on, the, on a Sunday and then come back and say, we're not going to change anything going into – a game against you know the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, where you giving up you're giving up. I mean, thirty points plus a game. Uh, I don't know what you expect to happen. You know, uh, it's insanity to you know you're, you're going to keep doing the same thing, the same methods, the same personnel. That is 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 just frustrating to watch as a fan. Without changing anything, without having any – without even thinking about changing anything. That's the thing. Like, if you just suck, 
then you just suck. And that's cool. Just be suck, right? It's just really frustrating, man, because the they're, they're just they're not doing what they need to do. On paper, they got all the talent in the world. In in practice, they suck, and it's really frustrating to watch. If they don't change something, this this they're not going to win. They're not going to win. You know, maybe two more games this year. You think looking at the game against the Saints and the Giants and, you know, Atlanta where we get torched deep for 70-plus yards in every game that Kansas City's not looking at that and just saying, oh, yeah, this is going to be fun. This is the bounce-back game we need after the Bills. It sucks to be a fan of a team like that sometimes. But, I mean, looking looking down the road at the rest of the season – I mean that's kind of how I see it playing out. Like even if, even if we're supposed to win a game or have an opportunity to win a game, um, you know it's uh, it's a it's a long shot. You yeah. know it's it's a long <clears throat> shot that we're going to be in contention at the end of the year unless something dramatically different happens. <sighs> Matthew, like the cat that ate the freaking canary, but mm-hmm. a big giant smile mm-hmm. on that face of his yeah giggling like a little schoolgirl yeah one look at our record two look what look at who we are versus who the rest of the the NFC East is i mean we honestly clearly have the best team and um, the easiest record i mean the easiest schedule sorry yeah, I think Jerry Jones rigged that. We said that before. I think he definitely rigged that. Maybe. I mean, we only faced the Cardinals, I think. Only. I mean, how is the Broncos doing now? They started out good. I don't know how they're doing now. Not bad. So we have them after the Vikings, maybe. The Vikings is after our bye week. So anyway, so yeah, I see Broncos and Cardinals, basically. So yeah, man, it might be an easy schedule. Whatever. But. Trayvon Diggs, man, has gotten six now. And um, I just want to say he's probably the best cornerback that has ever played the game. Gosh. Wow. He, he's he's probably the best cornerback that's ever played the game. He may be the best cornerback in the league right now. Uh, but forever? Come on, man. Yeah, he's. You're talking about prime time. You're talking about Daryl Green. You're talking about a lot of Hall of Famers. Yeah. You know that he's, and this is what his second year. Let's see, let's see if he's gonna Josh Norman it. You know, and have two good seasons, or if he's actually gonna be uh, a legitimate long term cornerback. No, I'll go with he's the best of all time. Okay, sure. Is that a cigar you're smoking? Yeah. Okay, just checking. Yeah. Yeah, of course it is. Um, <laughs> I just want to say we are going to go to the Super Bowl. The Dallas Cowboys are the best. And it's just, it just feels weird just sitting here, hearing you two like mumble out your horrors and miseries. And I'm just, I feel out of place right now, man. It just feels very weird. It's funny because you were there not so long ago. Mm. Like literally less than a year ago. Yeah, sure, sure. That's because yeah. of, you know, Dak got hurt and Andy Dalton. 
Yeah, you guys do have a really easy schedule. How did that happen? Because I sucked last year. Gosh darn it. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna concede the division. I mean, if if anything at this point, I mean if the Giants are going to have a terrible season, I can just only hope that the Cowboys will somehow, like they often do, just find a way to just screw something up. I don't yeah. wish an injury on that's anybody. That's not his team, man. And I can tell you, man, like I've been a Cowboys fan, all right, since I was a kid. I can tell you, yeah, that's who the Cowboys are. That's who the Cowboys are. That that's that's who they are, man. They all they're fluff. But this is not that team this year, man. It's not. This is not the Cowboys this year. That you get all the promos and all the you know the hype and this and the that, and then they just fizzle out. It's not, no, nah, man, this is a different team. I hope Mac Jones lights you guys up this weekend. He's going to put it to you good. What's what's that cornerback, the guy that's who's the greatest cornerback? Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs. Number seven. He's got six interceptions right now. Mac Jones is just going to undress him this weekend. Yeah, that's kind of sad, man, that you have to depend on another team. You have to find another hero outside of your team to – Take care of what your team couldn't take care of. That's but that's never changed for my entire life. My but when I whenever the Cowboys are playing, whoever they're playing, mm -hmm. I'm rooting for. So for the rest of the schedule of for eternity, mm -hmm. whoever the Cowboys are playing, I'm rooting for. So whoever's on their schedule, I'm gonna be rooting hard for them. Because your confidence is I think a bit short-sighted I think the Cowboys Look until they prove that things have changed will still be give me a week give you a week yeah like what do you mean w what's proof to you Play I mean the playoffs, playoffs? it's Play gotta be the, that's okay. where that's where everything's proof. I mean they, they could they can win win out you know, but if you lose in the wild card, the, the you know the season is a failure. That's the only thing I could hope for. It's just like a flop on the face, like on the ice, like when a hockey player hits the ice face first, all over the ice. That's what I'm rooting for. Just not really any any injuries, at least nothing major, nothing catastrophic, no bone stuff. You know, but uh, a concussion, you know, that'd be okay. That's awful, man. It is. It that's, is. That's, it's, that's, it's, it's really awful. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take it to church. I'm. I'm. But you know, not a bad concussion. Not like a season-ending concussion. Maybe just something that you know when you get a concussion and you wet your pants a little bit. Concussion, something like that. That's not a little concussion. If you, if if you get knocked out so bad, you you know don't have any control over your bowels. That's not no. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, it's okay. That's no. That's no little concussion. No. That's a. Uh, what do you call a a brain injury? Yeah. See, this is not my fault. This is this is what the Cowboys mm -hmm. have the ability to do to a Giants fan. I can't speak for Steve and the Washington Football Team, but it is. It's like Alabama, and you know whoever plays Alabama, and or or like the Yankees. You know, for whatever, even if they stink, you just, they they make you 
itch and scratch in places that you never thought that you would because like it's a it's like a some kind of like poison ivy sumac thing that the cowboys do when they rub against you right no team does that for me now some teams fans do that for me but no particular team does that for me whose fans do it to you uh carolina panthers i can't stand their fans man i didn't even know they had fans exactly yeah they're basically a bunch of traitors hmm yeah. You know whose fans I don't like? And there's no one here to represent them in the division. I'd probably have to say Philadelphia. I probably don't like Philadelphia's fans. I respect them. Why? I respect their passion. I respect their... Mm. Yeah, I do, man. I think uh, that's a good fan base. You know, if you could... Uh, was it them or the Browns that threw snowballs at Santa? That was Philadelphia. Yeah, I respect that, man. Yeah. That's a lot of passion that... Uh, yeah, man, that's, that's so that's so. Throwing an ice ball mm-hmm. and knocking out Santa Claus, yes, is is okay. But for me to wish a mild concussion on a Dallas Cowboy fan and it might make him tinkle a little bit is bad. Yes, mm. yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I could explain it, but yeah. All right, what's your prediction this weekend, Cowboys Patriots? Cowboys 28, Patriots 10. Cowboys 28, Patriots 10. Steve, your your guys, Washington? Probably 30-20, Chiefs. You think so? I mean, if I'm not going to sit here and lie to you, yeah. I was going to lie. We're playing the Rams. If I was going to lie, I would say that Daniel Jones comes back out of concussion after passing concussion protocol. Saquon Barkley does come back as well. And we beat the Rams 24 to 21 this week. But if I was telling the honest truth, I think the Giants are going to win 24 to 21 this week against the Rams. Good luck, man. Thanks. Yeah. Good luck. Sure. Yeah. I appreciate you guys coming by again. You're so welcome, man. You know, I I know my uh my very very intelligent and I'm fan base that I appreciate very much probably didn't enjoy the uh the game this weekend and i'm sure that they did not enjoy the dallas cowboy fans being represented by you being so happy but and I'm, i wasn't either but i still appreciate you coming by and maybe if you guys want to you guys can come by again next week if you want to <laughs> or maybe steve maybe sound, steve can even the tone in his voice sounds like i lost podcast like this is the week i lost <laughs> wow Wow. Yeah, man. Have me on any time. I mean, I would like to maybe brighten up your uh your audience, but I, I don't know, man. It's... Lose this lose this weekend and you will. <sighs> Just lose this weekend and you will. I mean, we're going to New England, so maybe I guess if it's cold and I don't I don't know. Probably not gonna happen though. I mean, we're good. <laughs> we are good. 
go go pats go pats go pats <laughs> thanks guys all right later bye it's not looking good giants fans but at the time of this recording there is a possibility that daniel jones may play against the rams so i choose to believe i just choose to believe So when you guys are listening to this, it'll be Thursday. The Rangers would have played the Capitals, the Washington Capitals, last night. So I don't have the score. We'll be talking more about it next week. We'll, you know, I'll go a little bit more in depth into what we can expect from the Rangers this year. Um, I think, like a lot of other people out there, well, I wouldn't say a lot of other people out there. Out of the four major sports, you know, hockey is. You know, well, hockey has ascended for me. You know, it used to be the NBA, it used to be the NFL, then Major League Baseball, then the NBA, and then hockey. So, but I guess in the sports landscape, that's changed a lot for me. I, uh, I'm a diehard Knicks fan, and I'm so excited about the upcoming season. But, um, I'm not a big NBA fan, uh, you know, the way that it's constructed today. You know, I, I grew up on, like I said, uh, I grew up on Ewing and Jordan and Reggie Miller and the Bad Boys and Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, and I loved the NBA back then. Not so much now for a variety of reasons, but just to keep it simple right now, the NBA is probably at the bottom. They're probably number four. Shoot, they might even be number five. NASCAR's ahead of them, definitely. So, and then hockey's moved up. And I always, I've always been a huge Rangers fan. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a New York fan, so I've always rooted for the Rangers. But I got to be honest with you, I am far, far from a hockey expert. And uh, and for me to come on here and talk about the Rangers and the NHL like I am would be one uh unfair to you guys um and probably a mistake on my part because the diehards out there will figure me out and be like what the heck is this guy talking about but that being said we are going to have rangers talk on here we'll talk about the islanders and we'll probably throw in the devils and just kind of what's going on there every now and then in the nhl but you know the show is going to be right now a whole lot of football, and since the Giants and the Jets are going through some misery right now, you know, we've got the Knicks coming into town and the drama with Brooklyn, so we're going to get a lot of Knicks talk, and like I said, we're going to have a, a pre-opening night special talking about the New York Knicks, and maybe just a itty bit about the Nets. And, uh, but we'll talk to Rangers. And uh, so I just want to let you guys know we, th this is the place to be for, for the Rangers. And um, please feel free to let me know if I mess something up. All right. Um, but I'll be wearing my Messier jersey. I mean, that's who, that's, 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 that's my era. You know, I, the Messier and Adam Graves and Mike Richter and, uh, and Brian Leach, those were my, my, my years. But I, at the same time, too, I, uh, I really appreciated this past 10, 15 years with King Henry, 
in goal for us. And that era has come to a close. So it's going to be exciting to see what's going to happen with the Rangers this year. We got a new coach. Obviously, there is going to be a new, I guess, uh, there's 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 going to be a new way of playing hockey because the, the Rangers, if anything, have not been a, a particularly tough team the past several years, and that's what cost the last coach his job. You know, the Rangers were built right now to be a scoring team, but they've been built this year to be a much much more physical team, and uh, we should say we should probably see right off the bat what's going to happen tonight um, or last night. Tonight, when I'm recording it, um, what happens with uh, the season opener with the Capitals and the Rangers? Because there's some bad blood there. And uh, we've got some new guys that are going to come in here to try to uh, uh, make an impression on the Rangers organization and on their fans. And I would be very surprised if there is not at least a brawl or two in the uh, the season opener. So we'll see. We'll be talking about it more, but uh, that's it right now. And uh, let's go Rangers. Book them, Dano. Another episode of Sports on the Brain in the books. So we've got football this weekend. We've got hockey starting. We've got basketball next week and baseball. Unfortunately, the Mets and the Yankees are not participating this year. But I just want to say thank you very much for being here again. I'll see you guys next Thursday. But I am putting out some more bonus content during the week. We're going to have a New York Knicks season preview. So check me out on Twitter. Check me out on IG. And uh, tell me what you like, what you don't like. And a a big shout out and thanks to uh, Matt and Steve from Nothing Snooty. Their show is on YouTube. Check them out. They're awesome. And uh, I love you guys. I really do. I'll see you soon. Have a great night.